So without any further ado, we're going to start. Welcome in. Welcome into Bold Boy Talk, episode 18. Uh, super excited to be with you today. Today we're going to be talking about some news from this last week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 2021 Hall of Fame results, and we're also going to be talking about uh, the Kansas City Royals, Los Angeles Angels, and the Arizona Diamondbacks yearly reviews. If you listen back to this past 17 episodes, you'll be able to see um, or hear about the yearly reviews for the other teams so far that we've covered. So we're going to jump in to some news um, to start us out. So we're going to start with, I like to start with the league news, kind of see what was happening around the league. Uh, so there's been some ongoing talks between the MLB and the MLBPA about when the season's starting, what it's going to look like, what rule changes we're going to have. Um, the biggest things on the table right now, the MLB um, owners want um, the universal DH, or no, they want to expand the playoffs in exchange for the universal DH. That's the biggest hiccup. The PA does not want to budge on this because they feel it will give them less leverage going into CBA negotiations. Um, they don't want to budge on start date. They don't want to budge on anything, and rightfully so. They had to take prorated salaries. They want a full season. The PA says, saying, hey, we've seen the NBA, the NFL, NHL. They're all playing. Colleges are playing. Why can't we play? Just sit back. Let us play. We, we got this. We handled it last year. We got through it when it was worse, before the vaccine, vaccines rolling out. Um, the, the biggest thing for the owners is that they want to be able to have fans at the ballparks. Um, Commissioner Robert Manfred has said for teams to prepare for fans to social distance with masks, but vaccines will not be required to uh, attend baseball games, which is awesome, which is what we want to see. Um, so yeah, just a lot of back and forth here. Um, and the MLB also wants, you know, the expanded playoff. They want the implementation of a pitch clock in spring training, um, a trial run during spring training with the electronics strike zone, among other elements. Uh, if you go to the link that's going to be in the podcast um, or on YouTube, um, you'll be able to see that the link to this, these, all these posts that I'm going to be using today for the for the podcast. Um, and so Steven Adams and TJ Zenka from MLB Trade Rumors both did an excellent recap of the issue. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of the saddest things that happened over this last week that you've probably already heard about, um, but I still haven't gotten over. Hammer and Hank Aaron passed away. This hurt. This was, this was big. Um, Hank Aaron's a legend on and off the field. I mean – he was just, he's the best to ever do it next to Babe Ruth. Um, he handled so much adversity. He was, you know, he got death threats, threats to his family, threats on his life. Um, as he played throughout the, the 50s, 60s, and into the 70s. Um, but he was, he was just grace. Um, he's just grace, graceful. Um, so again, condolences from the Ball Boy blog, from myself to Hank Aaron's family. Um, Braves Nation and all fans nationwide, as this was a big blow and another legend um, taken from us in the last 13 months. Let's see, um, trades. Trades are next on the list. Um, the Pirates have now acquired 14 prospects between the Josh Bell, Joe Musgrove, and now the newest trade 
of uh, James Centalian to the Yankees. Um, Yankees are getting an excellent, excellent pitcher in Italian. Um, big fan of Italian. I think this was a great move. He has a couple years left of control. The Yankees didn't give up too much. Um, so really good trade for both sides. Really fair. Pirates are in the last stage of the rebuild. All they have left is to do is to trade Adam Frazier, which is any day now. Let's see, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Speaking of the Yankees, um, to clear some cap, they dumped the salary of reliever Adam Ottavino onto the Red Sox. First trade between the two clubs in seven years. Um, the, the Yankees got back minor league pitcher Frank German for cash um, and a player to be named later. Um, strictly salary dump as Ottavino was owed, owed $8.15 8 against the luxury tax. So this now brings them under and gives them some wiggle room, possibly even bring back Brett Gardner on a cheap contract. For some reason, the Yankees love Brett Gardner with their outfield injuries between Stanton and Judge year after year. It makes complete sense as to why they do it. Um, let's see, a couple smaller moves. The Reds acquired left-handed pitcher Kynel Perez from the Astros in exchange for catcher Luke Berryhill. Um, and the Reds also acquired right-handed pitcher Hector Perez from the Blue Jays. Uh, for a player to be named later or cash in the move for the Blue Jay side was to make room for the George Springer signing. Let's see. Some rumors on the trade mill are um, rumor mill, I mean, about trades. Now, the Mets and Blue Jays have spoken to the Cubs on third baseman Chris Bryant. I personally do not think that Chris Bryant's going anywhere. And here's why. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere because the Cubs still have their core. Yeah, they gave up. Um, they got you Darvish off the books, but that was an expensive contract, and they capitalized on his value. Um, they have a new front office staff in place. Um, they still have Rizzo, Bryant, um, Baez. Uh, they signed outfielder Jock Peterson to a contract, and so this is just a really they're, – they're still competing. Um, much like the Indians, people are completely writing them off after trading Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor, but that's simply just not the case. Like, these teams are still competitive. They can still compete in the division. Some bounce-back years from Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant. Um, and they still have Wilson Contreras, and they still have a decent rotation now um, after signing Trevor Williams. The Cubs might surprise a lot of people this year. Um and then just to wrap, wrap this up, um, free agent starting pitcher Jake Arrieta threw for teams on 129. Um, the Twins were in attendance. Right-handed reliever David Robertson is planning on holding a showcase in early February. Uh, this will be his first like on-mound work since Tommy John surgery in August of 2019. And lastly, the um, in a piece by Outfield Fly Rule, which is recover the Braves, um, Personally, I, I this one's completely biased, but Ethan Workinger, he's the little brother, one of my longtime friends, good kid. Um, Workings are 6'3", 185 pounds, and looks to have plenty of room on his frame to add muscle. In, he had 11 extra base hits in 90 plate appearances in his 19-game run with San Diego, um, San Diego County Community College with two stolen bases. Um, scouts say he has a classic slugger swing will likely add power as he matures. He's likely to start the season and extend his spring training, working to Augusta before the season ends. But Braves fans, um, 
I'm a big fan of working gear. Yes, I have some personal bias um, for working gear, but again, I'm a big fan. I think the kid has a bright future. I think he's ready to to um, to contribute. I think he'll probably make it to double A by the end of the year. I mean, kid's talented, great glove work, big frame, um, just solid player, high drive. He's humble. He's ready to work. He's ready to get in there. Um, and then another on the prospect buzz, Tigers manager A.J. Hinch said he could give regular playing time to second baseman Isaac Paredes um, after he showed excellent in his rookie season. So that wraps us up for trade rumors, uh, league news for this episode. So let's we're going to jump over to the free agent stuff. Hey, Joel. Yo, what's up, Joel? Hey, what are you drinking over there? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. You probably you probably would love it if you had it. What is it? I want some. Oh, it's Ray's Energy. It's amazing. 300 milligrams caffeine, no sugar, no carbs, no crap. Just amazing, clean, fresh energy for you to drink. What? Dude, no way. Let me try that. And what do you think? Dude, where have this been in my life? Where can I get some? How do I get some? Awesome question. Let me tell you. You can get some of that delicious drink over at theballboyblog.com backslash my-deals. You go on down. You go to the link that says Rep Sports Raise Energy. Click it. Go to their page. Order as many cases as your heart desires. And then, boom. Go check out. Put in the code BALLBOY to say 15%. 15%? No way. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It is. So, yeah. What are you waiting for? Go order some. I just did, on my phone, right now. I ordered the Baja Lime, the Mango Guava, the Watermelon, the Galaxy Burst, the Phantom Freeze, Apollo, and I'm so excited to try all of them. Dude, that's only scratching the surface. You still got Sour Gummy Worm, Grape Gummy Worm. You still have Strawberry Colada, and I believe that's about it, actually. You got all of them, good job. So yeah, order, 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 order. Use my code. It'll save you a headache, literally. (laughs) See what I did there? But regardless, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And please, go be like my friend and go get yourself some raised energy. What are you waiting for? Um, Let's get into some free agents. Uh, We're going to get into some free agent signings now. Uh, kind of what the free agent landscape looked like this last week. And boy, was it a busy, busy week. Um, but um, before I get into that, I forgot to mention Raise Energy. I am doing a giveaway of a sample pack of Raise Energy, um, as well as decal and some baseball cards. So please head over to Facebook. Just search Ball Boy Blog. I'm the one that pops up. Uh, click follow. You'll be entered in. Entries go until the 8th, so make sure to check that, and I, I don't love these because of the light, and you can't see my eyes, so I feel like that's just weird, um, so we're going to ditch those, um, so this last year we saw, or last week, ooh, week we saw, um, and sorry, if you're listening to the podcast, this is also being recorded for YouTube simultaneously, I was wearing glasses, but I didn't like how they looked with the light, um, just to give context, so 
five years, 115 million, 20 million in 2021, 23.87 million for the next four seasons in a deal in the deal that JT Romuto signed with the Phillies to stay with the club. Um, no opt outs, no options, nothing. Just straight five years. Um, great signing for the Phillies. They needed to bring back Romuto not only for the pitchers, but for the offense. He has an above average bat for a catcher. Elite glove work, elite elite work behind the plate. They needed him next to Bryce Harper. Um, it was looking for a while there like the Phillies weren't going to make any moves or sign anyone, but they ended up signing JTR, followed up with ZD Gregorius signing. Um, um, so, yeah, and then the Blue Jays, Nationals, and Braves were also in on Real Muto, kind of just circling um, if he wasn't going to end up signing with the Phillies, but it had been floated for about a week, almost two, that they had an offer out, and it was just a matter of time before they hammered out the last little bit of details. Um Let's see, and the shortstop market got going on the evening of 126, and boy, was Twitter blowing up when this happened. It was great. Marcus Semien, one-year 18 mil Blue Jays. Um, he now enters an infield mix with Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, Vlad Jr. Um, it's apparent that he's going to slot in at second base. He's not going to take over shortstop. So it'll be really interesting interesting to see what the Blue Jays do at third base um, with Vlad Jr. and Kevin Biggio. Um, this season. Um, and then shortstop, Freddy Galvez signed a one-year deal with the Orioles. After that, shortstop, Anderson Simmons signed a one-year deal with the Twins, um, which gives manager Rocco Badelli of the Twins some extra roster flexibility. Um, Polanco is expected to move to second base with Luis Arias um, becoming more of an infield utility man um, with Donaldson still at third base. And Santa moving and being at first base. So the Twins have a nice-looking infield with a nice-looking order now with uh, Simmons in the mix. Um, the Giants signed infielder Tommy Lastella to a three-year deal. Uh, this was the richest deal that um, the Giants had given out in a couple of years, so it was great to see them sign Lastella. Um, he did want to return to the Oakland A's, though. However, the Oakland A's did not reach out and offer him a contract. Um, but the A's did reach out to Marcus Semien and offer him a deal. This deal was a $12.5 million guarantee with $10 million deferred over the next 10 years. Um, so we're seeing this a lot more, like most of Matt Scherzer's contract, like more than half, about half of it, or maybe a third, um, is deferred from 2022 to like 2029. Um, so it's, it's a great way for teams to save money. Um, you'll be seeing a lot more deferred money. Um, this season, next season, probably more than ever before. Um, the Cleveland Indians re-signed second baseman Cesar Hernandez to a one-year $5 million deal. Um, so great re-signing for the Indians there. Um, the Red Sox also gave out their richest deal um, since Chai Bloom took over um, last season. They signed utility man Kike Hernandez to a two-year $14 million deal. Um, then they also ended up signing starting pitcher Garrett Richards to a one-year $10 million deal. Um, so it'll be really interesting to kind of see how Richards fits, um, especially with Chris Hill working his way back. Eduardo Rodriguez expected to be back um, this season, healthy. Um, we'll kind of see, kind of monitor his rehab progress. Um, but no, he. this is a metric driven signing. On paper, Richards did not look good. 4.03 ERA, 21.6 strikeout percentage, or 51 inning pitch. The strikeout percentage is about league average, slightly above. Um, but he showed in the 99th percentile with his curveball. 
um, and 97 percentile with his fastball spin rate. So William is a very metrics-driven guy. Um, this front office very metrics-driven. Um, so it makes a lot of sense why they went after Richards. The Nationals made a couple moves as well. The Nationals re-signed or re-signed uh, Mr. National Ryan Zimmerman to what we only can assume to be his last contract with the team. Um, you know, with Zimmerman back, he'll platoon Bell um, against lefties. Zimmerman owns a 311, 390, 527 slash line against left-handed pitching um, compared to Bell's 232, 315, 410. Um, if universal DH is agreed upon, we could see Zimmerman get even more time playing at the DH spot. Um, the Nationals also signed left-handed relief pitcher Brad Hand to a one-year $10.5 million deal. This was kind of a surprising signing. I did not know that Hand was connected to the Nationals. Um, it makes sense to stabilize the back end of that bullpen um, with Sean Doolittle. So I really like the signing for the Nationals. I love their moves that they made this offseason, though. You know, acquiring Josh Bell, signing Kyle Schwarber, signing John Lester, Brad Hand. Like, I, I have this team already winning the division just off these moves. Um, and I still have Juan Soto, Trey Turner um, in-house. Like, I love the Nationals. I love the moves they're making. They're just – they're fantastic. Um, and then the Padres were able to re-sign their utility man, Jerickson Profar, uh, to a three-year deal um, worth $21 million. So it'll be really interesting to see how Profar kind of fits in. The infield's crowded with Hosmer at first, Kim and Cronenworth second, Tatis at shortstop, Machado at third. Um, it is expected that they might could slot Cronenworth or Kim into left field, which I think is really interesting. Um, but we'll kind of see how the Padres roster look out. They're going to try to get all these guys as many at bats as possible, but Profar is a quality, quality, quality utility player. Um, the Marlins added right-handed pitcher Anthony Bass on a two-year deal with an option for 2023. Um, you know, we thought that Brantley was going to the Blue Jays with his best friend, George Springer. That didn't happen. He actually ended up re-signing with the Astros. Um, to the exact same deal, three, two-year, $32 million guaranteed, that he signed um, when he signed with them the first time. Uh, so really interesting there, but he's like, the Astros needed him back after losing Springer, no movement on Reddick. Um, they, they desperately needed Brantley um, to help them keep pace and what's going to be, an, again, tough AL West. Um, that's weakening. Um, so really good move there. Um, the Astros signed, they also signed catcher Jason Castro to a two-year deal worth $7 million. Um, guaranteed, and then the Twins signed left-handed pitcher J.A. Happ as well to a one-year one-year $8 million contract. He'll be an excellent fourth option behind Maeda, Barrios, and Pineda. Um, the Tigers also, the Tigers signed um, catcher Wilson Ramos to a one-year $2 million deal. The Cubs signed catcher Austin Romani to a one-year $1.5 million guarantee. And then I don't usually talk about Minor league signings, those are saved for the yearly previews. Um, but the Panda, Pablo Sandoval, signed a one-year, $1 million deal, non-guaranteed deal. Um, so, yeah, just hopefully year 15 or 14, he can make a roster. Still keep playing. Um, 
you know, that's those are all the signings. I don't want to take up too much time, so feel free come on over to the blog, check out um, the around the horns for 127 free agents. The link will be in the comments of the podcast. It'll be in the description on YouTube. Um, so please check that out. Um, should be really easy to find, but you can read all the notes, everything there. Um, we're going to jump into the Hall of Fame results from this last week. Gosh, what is that smell? Hey, Jewel, what are you cooking? Oh, me? I'm just over here cooking with some Danos. Danos? What is Danos? Well, my friend, you don't know till you Dano. That's literally what I asked, but what is it? What is Danos? Is it like some Kentucky seasoning? Actually, yeah, it is. Uh, weird that you asked that. But Danos, no sugar, low sodium, all natural ingredients, all good stuff inside of this bottle right here. You can never use too much because it's made with real sea salt, fresh ingredients, no crap, no MSG, no glucose, it's gluten free. And let me tell you, I put that Danos on everything and I did not know until I Danoed and my life has never been the same. My cooking has not been the same. Nothing has been the same. And that amazing smell you're smelling is just Danos. Wow, dude, what can you put it on? Like I said, you can put it on anything. Chicken, steak, pork, ribs. You can put it in your soup. You can put it in your clam chowder. You can put it in your chicken noodle soup. You can put it on your tacos. You can put it in your taco meat. You can, you can, Dano put that stuff on everything. Wow. Dude, where can I get some of this? Here, let me tell you real quick. You can go to theballboyblog.com slash my dash deals page. All right, I'm following, I'm following. And then what? I'm here on the page right now. Click the link that says Dano's. Okay, okay. Click the link that says Dano's. It took, did it take you to the site? Yeah, yeah, it took me to the site. Oh my goodness. These are... Great, that's such a beautiful packaging. I'm ordering some right now. Awesome. Well, since you clicked the link, you let them know I sent you. If you don't click the link and you decide to go straight over to danos.com, just put in the code BALLBOY at checkout to let them know I sent you. You can thank me later. And yeah, that's all there is to it. And like I said, you don't know until you Dano. All right. Back to it, um, talking some Hall of Fame. So on the 26th, the Hall of Fame results were announced. Now, I want to talk about the 10 guys that I would have inducted. Um, I would have inducted these 10 players if I had my vote. Um, Barry Bonds would have been on my ballot, for sure. The home run king, he, he did what he did, but he's still a legend. He had gold gloves up, you know, so many gold gloves, you know, giant his whole career. He was just so good. He could do whatever he wanted with the bat. He didn't care who you were, who you were up against. So many MVPs, most MVPs of anyone in history. Like, 
you got to give it to Bonds. Like, we got to stop. We've seen so much cheating. Um, the cheating has been insane in the MLB. The Astros signed stealing scandal, the Pete Rose implications. You know, the, the punishments have been so inconsistent over the years. Like, the Astros should have had their World Series title stripped. They should have had harsher punishment. The players should have been punished harsher. Um, you know, they, they cheated to win a World Series and to get there. Um, you know, there's evidence. You can't deny it, but Manfred let them off easy. You know, draft picks are fine. The managers that were implicated, you know, they're able to – they're back. They're hired again. They didn't even have to serve a full year. They had to serve a, a pandemic year, which it wasn't fair. It should have been a lifetime ban. Pete Rose has had a lifetime ban for cheating. Why didn't these other guys have a lifetime ban for cheating? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so inconsistent. And it, it's unfortunate to see that that inconsistency across the MLB. Um, you know, Pete Rose, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not. He probably won't see it in his lifetime, him making it into the Hall of Fame. He's the all-time hit king. Um, he he bet to win. He bet on his teams to win. He didn't bet on them to lose. He didn't throw games. He, he just bet. Now sports betting is legalized. So why not change and adapt with this, with the world? Um, you know, consistent, make it consistent, Manfred. That's all I'm saying. Um, next guy would have implicated or inducted as Kurt Schilling by far the best regular season pitcher, possibly the best postseason pitcher of all time. Three world series rings, an incredible career, a couple Cy, a few Cy Youngs. Like it's sad that Schilling has been associated with bonds and Clemens all these years. Cause it's going to hurt his chances. Uh, Roger Clemens, the rocket, my third pick, um, you know, all-time winner, seven Cy Youngs, no doubt a Hall of Famer, except the, the steroid thing. But like I was just saying, we got it. We got to get over it. We got to. Like, it's it's unfair to these guy players who had great careers. How There's plenty other people doing it, and that'll be my next video on YouTube. Um, but, I mean, there's so many players doing it. Why, why do we punish a few that were great at it when dozens – 30, 40, 50 other players are doing it as well. They just did it better. Um, Scott Rowland would have been my fourth. Uh, best, One of the best defenders of all time. True competitor. Billy Wagner. He owns the best K per nine of any pitcher with at least 900 innings pitched. He would have been my fifth vote. Gary Sheffield. One of the best power hitters we've seen in recent memory. A better player in terms of wins above replacement than Vladimir Guerrero, who's a Hall of Famer. Um, I also would have picked Sammy Sosa. Another icon. Um, that's just probably not going to make a Hall of Fame. Um, but, you know, we all remember that moment when Sammy hit that home run at Wrigley Field after 9-11, ran around the bases with an American flag in his hand. True legend. True great. Another great. I just did it better than the rest. Um, Torrey Hunter, another guy who I would have voted for. Um, one of the best average power defenders um, that we've seen in recent memory um you know he nine-time gold lover um a true man on and off the diamond a great teammate he's held in high regards by his teammates um andy pettit wouldn't have been my ninth definitely the best postseason pitcher of all time he's an all-time leader in playoff wins um and he won five of eight world series he pitched in so he has five rings um he was a great 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 for the Yankees, the biggest blemish against him is he never won a Cy Young. But when you win five World Series ring, I think that's better than winning any Cy Young. 
Um, Jeff Kent would have been my number 11. Um, just the consistency from 97 to 04 with 100 RBIs in each of those seasons. Um, and he beat out, he was able to beat out Barry Bonds for an MVP. I mean, come on, I, I would have inducted Jeff Kent. If I had an 11th vote, and this one was close, but I would have inducted Omar Vizquel strictly for the glove work. However, recent bias, recency bias plays too much of a part for the voters, I feel, um, especially with Kurt Schilling, his tweets, um, Omar Vizquel with his domestic violence. They need to leave it on the field, what the player did on the field in that context. And that needs to be the context alone for the players getting in or not getting into the Hall of Fame. It's too tight into politics. So after my 10 votes, zero players were inducted to the Hall of Fame for the first time since 2013. Record 14 blank ballots were sent in. This was insane. 14 blank ballots. Blank ballots are a sure sign of protest against Kurt Schilling, Barry Bond, and Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, you know, Sammy Sosa. That's a clear sign of protest against these guys. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where it was. If you guys watched the MLB's broadcast of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, excuse me, um, it was really it was really cool. The tribute they paid to Hank Aaron, the tributes they paid to the other legends that have passed away. Overall, it was a really good broadcast. There were a couple parts that I didn't agree with, and I kind of muted it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so now the 2022 ballot is going to have Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens in their 10th and final year on the ballot. Schilling, I sure hope, makes it out of everyone. Kurt Schilling needs to make it. I'm not going to be surprised if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens get snubbed. I'm not. Um, joining them is going to be Ali Arod and David Ortiz. So you can say the ballot is going to be juiced. Clemens, Bonds, Manny, Sosa, Sheffield, Arod, Ortiz, all players who have been connected to PEDs. Only two of that, only ones of that list to actually test for it: Manny Ramirez um, and Arod. The other guys are never actually tested positive for it. Um, and that's one of the biggest arguments in their favor is that they never tested positive. If you never test positive for it, how can you be indicted on it? Um, that's one of the weirdest things that I've never understood. But right after the results were announced, Kurt Schilling said, and rightfully so, I defer to the Veterans Committee and the men whose opinions actually matter, who are in a position to actually judge a player. Schilling also added on Bonds and Clemens. Now somehow he is in the conversation with two men who cheated, and instead of being accountable, they chose to destroy others' lives to protect their life. Yes, I agree with Schilling. He should be deferred to the Veterans Committee because he is one of the all-time greats, if not a top three pitcher of all time, postseason or regular season. Um, yeah, he had some bad tweets and some social media stuff in recent years, but you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta look at what the player did on the field while they played. For those two decades that Schilling played, that Clemens played, that Bonds played, that all that, so many of these players played. What kind of player were they on the field? They were the best. What kind of teammate were they? Manny Ramirez, not so much. But these other guys, they were still good teammates. Like, yes, but 20 years on the field should be 
what matters to the voters, but it's not too many politics, too many, um, too much recency bias. And it's, it's, it's awful. It, it kills me. Um, so just kind of recap where everyone's at right now. Um, off the ballot now is Aramis Ramirez, Latroy Hawkins, Barry Zito, AJ Burnett, Michael Kadire, Dan Heron, Nick Swisher, and Shane Victorino. None of them made it to the 5% needed to stay on the ballot. Um, right over that 5% threshold, Tim Hudson, Bobby Abreu, Tori Hunter. Right over that 10% threshold, um, Sammy Sosa at 17%. He went up 3.1. Andy Pettit, he went up 2.4% to 13.7. And Mark Burley at 11 the only player over 20%, um, 28.2% from Manny Ramirez, no increase. Andrew Jones had a huge jump of 14.5% to 33.9%. So he's in that 30% range now. Uh, Jeff Kent, he went up 4.9% to that 32.4 range. Um, Omar Vizquel, um, he actually went down. And again, recency bias with the whole domestic violence um, allegations from his estranged ex-wife, as he claims. Um, so he went down 3.5%. Billy Wagner went up 14.7%, uh, now to 46.4%. Todd Helton went up to 44.9%, a 15.7% increase. Gary Sheffield went up 10.1%. Um, Viscal was actually the only player on the ballot to drop in um, to drop in percentage of votes. Uh, Scott Rowland, he went up to 52.9%, up 17.2%, which was the biggest and most significant increase of any player on the ballot this year. Um, so he's the only one in that 50% range. So he's gaining a lot of momentum. Um, I think the defense really helps him and the gold gloves. And he's actually one of the only players to have hit against or homered off of each of the Braves legendary trio of Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, um, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Those guys are all in their own respect, Hall of Famers. Um over 60%. Kurt Schilling, 71.1%. He only went up 1.6. Bonds, 1.1% increase to 61.8. Clemens, 0.6% increase to 61.6. Um, Schilling only fell 16 votes shy. Um, he should have made it. Hands down, he should have made it. Um, and he, what he said was right. He's somehow now being included in the conversation with Bonds and, and Clemens for cheating. He, he should have never, he should have made it years ago. Um, Bonds and Clemens need 53 sympathy votes to get in next year. We'll see. We will see what happens this next year. Um, I personally, I think they all should make it, but who am I? I'm just a YouTuber, podcaster, blogger guy. Um, that's a big baseball fan, but that's your hall of fame results. We're going to power through some yearly reviews again of the Royals, Angels, and the Diamondbacks. All right, now into now into the yearly reviews. So we're going to get into the yearly reviews now. Um, we're going to start with the Royals. Um, for the yearly reviews, so far we've talked about the Padres, A's, Marlins, Yankees, Cardinals, White Sox, Cubs, Twins, Reds, Blue Jays, Brewers, Indians, Giants, Phillies, Mariners, Rockies, Nationals, and Mets, as well as the Dodgers, Rays, Astros, and Padres. No, I already said Padres. Um... Braves. Um, so go and check those out. Those are on the main page of the blog. You can just hit yearly reviews. You'll see all 30 teams there. 
Um, and again, the link for all three of these will be in the description of the podcast and on the YouTube video. Um, so for the year reviews, we kind of, we look at a bunch of different things. We look at the moves that the team made. We look at um, what moves they made, the impact of those moves, what we loved, what we didn't love, biggest takeaway and kind of what's next. So we're going to power through these. We're going to try to get through them in about mm, 10, hopefully 15 minutes um, to wrap this up. So what moves did the Royals make in 2020? They traded right-handed pitcher Trevor Rosenthal to the Padres for center fielder Edward, Edward Olivares and a player to be named later. Olivares had 62 at-bats for the team. He had two home runs, seven RBIs, and 292 OBP, so nothing great. Um, but he showed that there's upside for him in the system. Um, the Royals traded right, right fielder Brett Phillips to the Rays for shortstop Lucius Fox. Um, and he's just an extra addition to the already top 10 ranked um, Royals farm system. So what do we not love about the Royals? Um, well, I didn't love, I love that they proved me wrong for their win-loss record. I had the projected to go 20 and 40, um, but they finished going 26 and 34. You know, that was still toward the bottom of the AL. They didn't make the playoffs, um, but that was still surprising. Uh, we loved the last year from Gold Glove, Platinum Glove, left fielder Alex Gordon. Um, Nicky Lopez, he should have took home a Gold Glove, but he didn't at second base. But, you know, again, upside at second base for the Royals um, defensively. We saw some plus seasons from Whit Merrifield. Um, he had a 325 OBP. I love to point out OBP because I feel like players should be graded on OBP more than batting average because you can't score if you don't get on base. That's just my opinion. Um, Michael Franco had eight home runs, 38 RBIs, and a 321 OBP. Hunter Dozier, 344 OBP. And, of course, Salvador Perez coming back. Still missed some time due to injury, but 11 home runs, 353 OBP, 1.9 war. He showed that he's, he's Salvador Perez. Consistent, tough, just fantastic. Um, and he was a comeback player of the year, of course. Um, on the pitching side, um, Bradley Singer. Um, he had a team leading whip 1.17 and 1.1 war. Brad Keller, he was actually pretty solid. Not big strikeout numbers, 5.8K per nine, but a 2.47 ERA over 54.2 innings pitch. Um, so both of them showed to be a pretty good one-two option in that rotation. Um, the rest of the team, they, they weren't great. Um, Greg Holland, Jesse Hahn, Kyle Zimmer all showed well out of the bullpen. Not amazing, but... You know, they played They played almost 500 baseball, which you kind of shoot for if you're a rebuilding team. And the Royals are funny. They think they're a lot closer to competing than they actually are. Um, just kind of look at their signings from this last year. But anyways, so what do we not love about the Royals um, in 2020? Danny Duffy had another rough year as the ace of the club. Ace. Um, he had a 4-4 record over 56.1 innings pitch, a 4.95 ERA. 133 whip, not great. The pitching staff as a whole was also pretty bad. 4.30 ERA, 1.38 whip. You know, that's not going to help your offense, especially an offense that has a 244, 305 OBP, 402 slugging, and 711 OBP or uh, OPS. And OPS is really interesting to look at as a whole. Um, that's one of the stats I use to look at as a whole team, um, the OPS. Um, that's your um, 
on base plus slugging percentage. Um, an average player is about seven out of 700. Um, but as a team, if you're at a 711 OPS, ooh, you're just not getting on base, you're not getting runners in, and you're just not performing. Uh, let's see, biggest takeaway for the Royals in 2020. Um, you know, is that they only got somehow they only got on base 30% of the time. League average is about 34, so they're well below that clip, and they still won 26 games with awful pitching. Um, I don't think that'll be the case in 2022 or one, I mean, just because of how much improved the White Sox are, the Indians are improved, um, at the top of that division, the Twins, you know, improved. Um, and I think the Royals are looking at another fourth, fifth place finish. Um, well, they have the Tigers still, so they'll be battling for fourth place with the Tigers. Um, that was my biggest takeaway. Um, what's next? Um, the contracts of Jorge Soler, Salvador Perez, and Danny Duffy are up after the season. Um, depending on how the plan goes, they've made a lot of signings um, this winter. Um, but depending on how everything goes, I wouldn't be surprised to see them blow it up, get get more prospects up, again let them let them play, um, and to just kind of trade these guys for value and get that farm system from top ten to top five. Um, yeah, that's the Royals. Moving over to the Angels. Um, what did we love? What moves did they make? Um, they traded catcher Jason Castro to the Padres for right-handed pitcher Gerard Reyes. Um, Reyes didn't play for the club in 2020. They traded left fielder Brian Godwin, Goodwin to the Reds for a player to be named later. And Packy Naughton, another depth move. Um, Padres traded second base, or the, ooh, the Angels traded second baseman Tommy Lastella to the A's um, for Franklin Barreto. I I questioned this move at first because I wasn't I I, I like Barreto as a prospect for the A's, um, and the Lastella was a rental piece uh, for a competitive A's team, um, and smart for the Angels to do since they weren't winning the division. Uh, I think the move is going to come back to haunt them because they weren't able to re-sign Listella and they weren't. Um, and Brito, you know, he didn't show well. The A's have a great system in place and they can tell when a player is not going to be it and maybe they're just ahead on Barreto. Um, he only had two hits, 15 strikeouts and a 161 OBP in his 27 at-bats. Um, however, he does have a lot of upside and we should see him as in an opportunity in an everyday role in 2020, 2021 with the Angels. Uh, what we loved about 2020, the Angels, Mike Trout becoming a dad. He got that dad strength, hit 17 home runs, 46 RBIs, a 281 batting average, 390 OBP, and a 603 slugging for a six or 993 OPS. Insane, insane numbers. Um, uh, we love what we saw from first-year player Anthony Rendon, nine home runs, 31 RBIs, 38 walks to 31 Ks, 418 OBP, 497 slugging. Again, just big numbers from Rendon. Um, really give you good hope for what this team is going to do next season. Uh, David Fletcher, 319, batting average, 376 OBP. Um, you know, those three guys, really solid, and they, they've added – pieces they um with Iglesias and Iglesias shortstop uh bullpen I 
think the Angels are going to turn a lot, a lot more heads in 2020, 2021. Um, with the AL West as weak as it looks, um, and the future of the AOS, I think the Angels have a chance to strike. I actually had them as a World Series favorite last season. And again, they're still a top 10 team to me. Um, Pitching-wise, we saw we saw a great season from Bundy, 3.29 ERA, 72 strikeouts. Mike Mayers, um, great out of the pen, 30 innings pitch with a 12.9K per nine, 43 strikeouts and a zero. Um in a 2.10 ERA, 0.9 whip. Uh, what did we not love? Well, we didn't love the offense as a whole outside of Mike Trout, Rendon, and Fletcher. Uh, 248 OBP, 332 or 248 batting average, 332 OBP, 430 slugging, 763 OPS. So they were above average. They were very average, just very average. Those numbers are very just average. Um, can't win a lot of games. They, they now don't have Anderson Simmons, um, but they replaced him with Iglesias. So tomato, tomato. Um, hopefully we see more Joe Adele, Frank Lombretto, Jared Walsh. Um, I think Walsh is primed for a massive breakout in 2021. Um, he played 32 games, hit nine home runs, had an OBP of 324, batting average of 293, 646 slugging. I can't wait to see more of Walsh at first base. Um, of course, if you're an Angels fan, you don't love what's happening with Shohei Otani. He just doesn't look like he's going to pitch. If he Every time he does, he gets hurt or he's not that great. I'm hoping for a move to right field for Otani for his long-term future and for his long-term health and success in the MLB. He's wildly talented with the bat, and hopefully they give him a chance in um, the outfield and right field, not just as a pitcher in DH. Um, I mean, get your money's worth. Um, biggest takeaway is that the offense has a great core. They have a great core offense. You know, Adele, Trout, Fletcher, Iglesias, Rondon, like they have it. They need the pitching. Pitching just hasn't been there, and that's what's held them back. Um, you know, I had this team projected to go 42-18, and 18, and they ended up going 26-34. and 34. Um, and They were in fourth place in the AL West behind the Mariners and in front of the Rangers. Um, and, you know, a large, large part of that was a 5.09 ERA, which they gave up five runs a game as a pitching staff, and you just can't expect your your team to be able to keep up with that. Um, outside of that, you know, the AL West has a lot of opportunity. The Mariners are, you know, the Biggest sleeping giant in the AOS. The Astros still have plenty of talent, but they won't be able to pay everyone after 2021. Um, the A's are kind of in flux. Um, we'll kind of see. We'll see what happens with the A's. The A's are just good. They're always good. They always figure it out, and they're always they're always good. They're always good. Um, but there's the time is now. If they if they can add some more pitching, then you know they're they're there. Um, you know, what's next for the Angels in 2021? He's in the – Pujols is in the final year of his deal. He's going to be 41. Um, he posted a minus 08 war, uh, our war, um, since 2017. They're going to let him have the roster spot. He's chasing A-Rod for the fourth all-time on the home run list. 
Um, they're going to use him to be that veteran presence in the locker room, mentor Jared Walsh, um, and let him give whatever he has left in the tank because this is surely his last year, which is sad. Uh, lastly, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, moves they made, they traded center fielder Starling Marte to the Miami Marlins for a player to be named later, left-handed pitcher Caleb Smith and right-handed pitcher Humberto Mejia. Smith had 11 innings pitched, um, 12, and, 12 to 6 K to walk ratio, 2.545 ERA. Um, you know, it was it's a good move for the Diamondbacks. Smith didn't look bad in 2019. I think he'll be excellent in 2021 in a full season as a number two option to Madison Bumgarner. Um, Mejia didn't play, and neither did um, and Mejia didn't play for the team in 2022. Um, the Angels traded left-handed pitcher Robbie Ray to the Blue Jays for Travis Bergen um, and Cash. Um, 6.2 innings pitch out of the pen, 8K to 8 walks, 1.08, 1.80 whip, 405 ERA. Again, a really small sample size, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the bullpen again in 2021. Um, they traded Archie Bradley to the Reds for left fielder Josh Van Meter and outfielder Stuart Fairchild. Um, Van Meter played with the team, 36 at-bats, pretty poor slash line, 194, 293, 333. Um, I think there's some potential here. Um, it's it's hard to grasp what a player is going to be in just 32 at-bats. Obviously, they liked him or they wouldn't have given up um, Archie Bradley. What did we love? Well, there wasn't much to love. Um, you know, Walker, Christian Walker had a 333 OBP. Peralta had a 339 OBP, 61 hits. Cole Calhoun had a 338 OBP, 526 slugging, 16 home runs, 40 RBIs. So Calhoun, Cole Calhoun led the team in every major offensive category. Um, outside of that, wasn't great. Zach Gallen, he enjoyed decent 2020. Um, he threw 72 innings pitch, 2.75 ERA with a 1.1 whip and opponents batting average against a 210. Um, so overall, I think the best player, Gallon, you know, after Bumgarner with Smith, I think they have a pretty good one, two, three option, but I don't think it's enough to compete with the Dodgers and the Padres in the NL West or even the Giants. Um, yeah, it's a tough division out there. Let's see. Um, what did we not love? Well, I had them predicted to be the 37 and 23 team, third place finish with a wild card. They finished fifth with a 25 and 35 record. Um, we know it was a fifth worst finish in the MLB. Marte had a 287 batting average, but he had a 323 OBP and 409 slugging. Um, you know, he, he, he was decent. He's kind of coming back down after a pretty good 2018, 2019 run. Um, come back down to earth. Um, however, they won 25 games with their pitching staff giving up a 484 ERA, 143 whip, while opponents hit 250 against them. I don't know how they won 25 games still, um, but they did. Um, biggest takeaway for me is, you know, you got to get away from the mainstream metrics, batting average. RBIs, home runs, and you got to look at OBP, slugging, OPS as a team, and they just weren't there. Um, they couldn't get on base. They couldn't get enough runs. They couldn't get guys in. Um, they probably should have won 20 after playing against the AL and NL West this season. Um, yeah, so 
what's next? Um, they had the eighth best farm system in baseball. They had a wild card berth in 2019. Last place finish in 2020. One can only guess what's next. Um, they haven't made any moves. They got Bumgarner last year. We'll see what happens. I'm not, I don't have them ranked too high. I actually have them bottom five in my power rankings. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where they lay. It's kind of where they stand. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, the AOS, the NOS is too tough. Um, I, I don't, I think they're going to last place finish or fourth place finish because the Rockies are going to be bad. It's going to be Rocky. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll end up seeing what happens. So with that, that's, that's the end of it. That's the end of the podcast video. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you join on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, click the bell. Um, hopefully we'll do more videos. Um, if not, go and follow me over on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I am doing a giveaway through the 8th of February. Um, you do have to be following on Facebook to be entered. Um, you get additional entries if you follow on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, and TikTok. So I'll be giving away a ready sample pack some decals and some other cool and some baseball cards um, for 100. If we get to 200 before opening day, then we'll be doing a Daniel season giveaway. Um, and then every 100 after that, who knows, maybe it'll become a thing and have more giveaways. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in again, the ballboyblog.com, ballboyblog.com. Both the URLs work. Um, come and join me, come and spend some time with me. Um, and keep up on all the moves coming into the winter. Again, we got power rankings out, fantasy baseball out on the blog now. We got news every week, power rankings. You know, I have everything scheduled for the next two months of content. So stay stay tuned. It's about to get really good.